Good morning once again and welcome to the Christian World Podcast. This is Brother Sims once again. Just want to welcome everyone to the podcast once again. Today's podcast lesson, we want to take a look at the power of prayer. You know, sometimes we need to be reminded just how powerful prayer really is, especially in times like these. You know, some people view prayer as something weak people turn to during times of difficulty. But prayer is actually something strong people do all the time. It is in times of ease and in times of trouble. Understanding where our strength comes from and the power that is available to us to change situations. Prayer is not the last option, but the first. So with that being said, our first verse is going to be Luke 18 and 1. And it says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, that was Jesus talking. You know, he was saying that men should always pray. So prayer should be part of our lifestyle. Prayer is not something we do just when times get tough. You know, we shouldn't just be what I call crisis Christians. You know, prayer is communication with God. It is something we should do often during critical times, like I said before, during times of ease. Just the privilege and the honor we have just to communicate with our Heavenly Father on a daily basis goes beyond just asking God for something. It's all about fellowshipping with our Heavenly Father. Amen. So with that being said, moving on to James 5 and 16, and we're also going to read verse 18. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail it much. Now notice that it says that we should confess our faults one to another. And then it says we should pray for one another that we may be healed. Now it is vitally important that there is no unconfessed sin in our lives that will serve to hinder our prayer life. So that's not saying that we should tell everyone everything. You know, we have to be careful who we confess things to. You know, sometimes we need to be counseled with things we're going through. Sometimes we need other people to pray for us and stuff like that. We are our brother's keepers. So it's good to have people in our life that we can depend on, that we can go to and ask for help and say, look, pray for me, my brother, pray for me, my sister. I'm going through right now. Amen. And we don't always have to go into detail about what we're going through. But at the same time, we should be praying for one another and concerned about what one another is going through. Amen. And it says the effectual prayer of a righteous man avail it much. I like what it says in the New Living Translation. It says the earnest or the sincere prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. See, in order to have powerful prayers, one must be righteous. In other words, we have to have a right standing with God. We have to be in right standing with God in order for us to have access to the power of God. For number one, we have to have a relationship with God. You know, if a person is not saved, it's not that God doesn't hear their prayers. It's just that 
God is looking for repentance because God is more concerned about that person's soul than about blessing them with a house or blessing them with a car or working out these temporary problems and yet the eternal problem remains intact. Okay, moving on, it says, how do we become righteous? Well, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are then declared righteous in God's sight because of our faith in his son. You know, the Bible said that Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness to him. So we'll consider righteous by God because of our faith and we place our faith and what Jesus did for us on the cross and we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we are then at that point declared righteous. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So now what is that saying? That's saying that God put our sins on Jesus and took Jesus' righteousness and put it on us. So that was a there was a transfer that took place and he took that sin and he nailed it to the cross. So when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, then the judgment of God is no longer on them because God already placed his judgment on Jesus on the cross. So now we are free to have a relationship with God. The wrath of God is no longer abiding on us. James 5 and 17 says, moving on, it says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly or sincerely that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave, gave rain, and the earth brought her, forth her fruit. Now, see, Elijah, he was a man to subject like passions as we are. In other words, he was just as human as we are. He had human weaknesses. He wasn't a perfect man. So the thing about it is we need to understand our humanity, our human weaknesses doesn't prevent God from hearing us. This same Elijah suffered from depression and discouragement at one point in his life. If we read the story of Elijah, we will see that, you know, when Ahab and Jezebel during that time, Jezebel said she was going to kill Elijah. He ran for his life. Amen. He was overcome by fear. And he also uh, suffered a bout of depression on the verge of basically, I wouldn't say it's not quite suicide, but to the point where he was pretty much hopeless. But yet the same man called fire down from heaven. The same man prayed that it might not rain for the space of three and a half years, and it didn't. And then he prayed again. Then the heaven brought forth rain. So he was a powerful man of God, but yet he was human. Sometimes we have the tendency to think that, you know, men and women of God are superhuman, but they are human just like us. And that lets us know that we also have access to the power of God. We also have access to God. We also can pray and have results manifested in our own lives. Amen. And it says, right, he prayed a sincere prayer that it might not rain. So in order for our prayers to be effective, we must pray sincerely. In other words, our prayers must be from our heart and not just our heads. You know, we don't just pray just to be praying a, a bunch of prayers off the top of our heads and, and not meaning it from our heart. So our prayers have to be sincere. And one thing we need to understand is this. 
we pray more sincerely during times of trouble. So trouble a lot of times serves to help us pray better. Luke 22 and 44 says, and it's talking about Jesus when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he knew that the time was coming for him to be crucified on the cross. And he had to pray before he actually went through with it. It says, and being in agony, talk about pain. He prayed more, that is, earnestly or more sincerely. And it says, his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. So we see that when Jesus was in agony, he prayed more sincerely. And that's the same with us. When we are in agony, when we're going through, amen, we can really, really pray because we need relief. We need God. We get down to business with God. We stop playing and we start praying. Amen. And my second example would be that of Joshua. Chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord. In other words, he prayed. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of all Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jashub? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Now we see that, that the power of prayer, this one man prayed that the moon and the sun would stand still and it did. What kind of power is that? That shows that prayer has great power. And this is my third point right here. We must pray in faith, believing God will grant our request. Mark 11 and 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things shall ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. You know, the Bible talks about the prayer of faith, healing the sick and what have you. So we must pray in faith. We must believe that God is going to grant us what we are asking for. You know, there's an old saying in the church. It says, if you doubt, you do it out. If you believe, you receive. So that concludes this short lesson. With that being said, hey, thanks for tuning in once again. This is Craig. Just want to say, listen, be praying for me. And I'll be praying for everyone out there. In times like these, we really need to pray. So be blessed. And remember, prayer has power. And prayer can change things. In Jesus' name, be blessed.